Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Far Better Podcast. Glad that you're with me today, and I am thankful for your listening to this podcast, especially this season. It's not a normal season on Far Better as we kind of have taken a a deviation from the regular type of episodes that I would be putting together. Normally what I like to try to do is look at a series of topics and talk about how our lives are far better as a Christian and other things of that nature. And in fact, we're going to be doing that in season two, looking at the idea of suffering from a completely biblical perspective, no real outside stories as much as possible. But I thought in order to kind of validate my ability to talk to you about suffering, I wanted to at least explain to you that while I don't know how great Uh, of a suffering that I could have possibly gone through. You know, I haven't had cancer and I haven't dealt with some of these other major problems that the world can deal with. I have known some suffering in my life, especially with my health. And that's really what this season's been about is talking to you all about my journey with Crohn's disease, my journey through this really difficult waters. You know, it's it's not curable at this time. It's not something that can be Uh, easily taken care of. And so there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to this. And today's episode is called Rescue Period. I mentioned in last week's episode that the study that I was on, Rizinkizumab, was not being very effective because I was on a placebo. And so when I went in to meet with my doctors and my nurses, they talked to me about what I needed to do. And I asked them point blank, what are the chances I'm getting kicked off this study? And they said, well, It's not so much about getting kicked off the study as much as it's making sure that the medicine, when you're actually getting the medicine, that it is effective or not effective. Because that's really what it all comes down to, right? I mean, if you have a headache, you want to take Tylenol or ibuprofen and be able to have that headache cleared up, right? You don't want to take something and then go, well, maybe this will work, maybe it won't. You want to know that something is going to work. And so when you go to that medicine cabinet to pick up that you know, ibuprofen or Tylenol, if you're not confident in that, why even take it? Maybe as a placebo effect, I guess, for your own brain. But for me, if I'm going to take Tylenol, I want it to be something that I know will work. And so when we talked about going on to this rescue period, I had been getting shots at the time that I had to go back to the hospital for my second visit and the time that I found out I was on placebos. And they told me that the rescue period was going to be highly concentrated doses of the medication that I was supposed to have, the Rizinkizumab. And so what I would do is I would go into the research center and they would have a, you know, a pretty hefty sized bag, so to speak, of the medication and it would be an infusion. It wouldn't just be shots. And they would give me a incredibly large dose that would be, you know, acceptable to give, but that's what they were going to do is give me an incredibly large dose and we were going to see how my body reacted to that. If it reacted positively, Obviously, I would have been able to continue the study, and I would have also been able to, I would also be able to look at it and say, hey, this medication is working. Perhaps I found my medication that works for a good bit of time. Now, here's something I need to kind of preempt with all of you thinking about it. You know, I've mentioned that there's no way to cure it. There is a chance that a medication could put me in remission. Uh, you, can, you know, when we hear remission, we automatically think about cancer usually, but there are a lot of diseases out there that can become 
for lack of a better word, dormant. They're not active anymore. They're not currently being uh, involved in the process of hurting your body. And so they kind of go into hibernation mode, if you will. And that's kind of the goal with Crohn's disease is you want to get it into remission, get it into a place where it's not as difficult to deal with. It still has some problems, but hey, you're at least healthier than you were. And so that's always been the goal with Crohn's disease. And if this medication works, then there's a good chance that I could go into remission. And so I agreed to be on the rescue period instead of trying to locate a new drug. And we started that process. And I believe I went about about three times to get these types of infusions done. And then by the time that was done, we had to check my levels again to see how well I was reacting, how well I was performing. And I'm pleased to announce that the rescue period worked. I'm still currently on that medication, and my body seems to be responding properly to it. I'm very excited about that. That gives me hope for the future. But yet again, I have to remind you that in the moment of getting this taken care of and putting it on that track to try to get me into this place of saying, hey, the medication does work. It is effective. I'm not on a placebo. I was nervous because you got to think three strikes you're out, right? And if I had not a successful treatment, I'm back to square one. I got to go back and completely start over with another study, with another uh, probably weaning off period of this drug, and also have to go back and get tested again to make sure that I am actually needing medication and start all of that nastiness over again. And it's just, it's a long process, you know, and I mean, for your body, what they normally do in that mode is they, they pump you with steroids. You know, they give you a bedezonide or prednisone. Now, you know, my experience with prednisone has not been a good one, so I tend to go towards bedezonide. And so if this medicine had failed, I'd be placed back on bedezonide, back on a steroid to just try to keep my inflammation down, but I wouldn't actually be getting better. And so I'm not actually getting medication that helps. And so for that period of time, I'm kind of just rolling the symptoms forward. I'm not actually healthy not actually sick necessarily worse than I was, but I'm not getting better. And that's what the medication is designed to do. And so I was concerned that it wasn't going to work because like I said, my track record hadn't necessarily been that successful. But I hope you've picked up on this during this season. There is an importance. There is an importance in trusting God no matter what. You know, when we look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, we talk about verses 5 through 8 as very important verses for our lives, but do we really ever stop and consider them? Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Stop for just a moment and think about these first two verses. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm sure there are a lot of you familiar with the musical Hamilton. And the soundtrack to Hamilton, there is a particular song on that soundtrack that is called That Would Be Enough. And the premise of that song is Hamilton's wife, Eliza, is trying to convey to her husband 
that they don't need money. They don't need a legacy. They don't need fame and fortune and all of those other things that come with it. They just simply need each other, and that would be enough. And he's always this type of person, according to the song and according to some of the other things that have happened in that. If you watch the Disney Plus version, you know they've censored out some of the things that were in there that are not appropriate to see. And so if you watched that musical on Disney Plus, you know Hamilton was never satisfied. He always wanted something more. He, he was never content. And the whole purpose of that song is his wife begging him to be content with just being with each other, just being together. That having each other is enough. It doesn't matter what else you have. And when we look at the idea of what Jesus is imploring us to think about through the writer of Hebrews, it is that he is not going to leave us or forsake us. He is enough. So what if I had gone through that rescue period and it didn't work? What then? Well, I'd carry on, right? I move forward, I push toward the mark that I want to reach with my health, and I continuously think about the mindset of, God has this. And you know, I've had to come to grips with the reality that maybe I'm not going to make this something that I beat long term. Maybe I make it into remission and it's just a short while and Maybe the disease gets out of control and it eventually takes my life, and then what happens? Well, if I have a God that is described in Hebrews 13 and verse 5, I'm not forsaken, and I'm not alone. I have a helper, verse 6. I don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. But Then we're told in verse 7 and 8, to remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. And then we're told Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That was hard to grasp when I got sick. And I know if you've never experienced this, if you don't know a whole lot about what Crohn's disease is, and even if this season hasn't helped you with that, I know that might seem dramatic. But I'm telling you, when a doctor looks at you and says it's not curable, the best we can do is kind of get it to a point where the symptoms are kind of put behind a locked door, but eventually that door will break back open. You would feel pretty devastated too, wouldn't you? And it's hard to sit there and think about Jesus Christ as the same yesterday and today and forever when you're given devastating news. There's another song called When a Heart Breaks, and it's written by Ben Rector and performed by Ben Rector, and he is um, one of those individuals that I really like listening to. And that song details the mindset of, I heard the doctor. It doesn't detail the mindset. It just simply says these words. I heard the doctor, but what did he say? I knew I was fine about this time yesterday. And the chorus, if you don't know the meaning behind the song, would sound a little bit odd. But he says, this isn't easy, this isn't clear, and you don't need Jesus till you're here. And what he's trying to convey is this mindset that we don't really call upon God until we're in trouble. We don't really call upon God until we lose a loved one or we find out that we're sick or something devastating happens in our life. But Jesus Christ is the same the day before you lose a loved one, 
as he is the day you lose a loved one and the day after and the years after you've lost that loved one. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever when you get sick, when you're struggling, when you're dealing with problems, when somebody tells you that they don't, that you don't matter to them. You fill in the blank with whatever that you want, and he's still the same person. And he still wants you to know that he's got your back. I know all of us have friends and family members that we love that will go to bat for us no matter what. That they love us enough that they always will fight for us. Sometimes that even means if you're wrong. I don't condone that. I don't think it's right to always have someone's back if they're in the wrong. They need to be corrected. You can advocate and be an advocate for them, but they need to be corrected. They need to apologize and change from what they have done. But there is something interesting in the the example of Christ that I don't think we realize too much. Didn't he go to bat for us when we had absolutely no defense? Didn't he die on the cross when none of us deserved that? Let that sink in for a moment. The Son of God, who was in the greatest place ever, chose to come to a sin-sick world so that you and everyone listening, including me, And everyone that's not listening, every single person on this earth could have hope of eternal life simply because Jesus said, I've got your back. You can't fix this problem, so I will. And in truth, if I could snap my fingers and I could cure my Crohn's disease, man, I'd do it. Though it doesn't seem like a lot, I have have lost things due to this. There has been suffering because of it. And if I could snap my fingers and it all be over, I would do that in a heartbeat. But the, the point of this message that we find in Hebrews 13, 5 through 8 is, if you have God on your side, what, what can man do to me? What can sickness do? What can loss really do? God has this. Always. You wake up and you realize you're in a circumstance that you don't like, and you can remember that God will not leave you or forsake you. In truth, if you wake up one day and find that God is not in your life, it's because you left him or that I would have left him. He doesn't move. We do. But that's the whole point of what Paul wrote in Philippians 1.23, that's our you know, thesis verse of this whole podcast, that living for God in this life makes our eternity far better in the next one. And no matter what happens, no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, God's got this. And if that doesn't help you sleep at night, I really don't know what will. That's why we please God now. Because in eternity, we won't get another chance to do it. You only get one life. 
Why should I spend most of it being bitter? Again, if you're struggling, if you need somebody to talk to, email me. You can find it in the show notes. You can find our social media links on all the platforms that we're a part of, and you can contact us. You can subscribe to our email list and be entered in to win the the giveaway that we've got right now. Not the getaway. I, I wish we could afford to give somebody a getaway, but we're not quite there yet, nor do I think we ever really will be. But you can enter in to win the giveaway that we have currently going on this month. And remember, please God now so that your eternity can be far better. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.